0: All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021, and we have um, a fair amount of news to report on today. One of the main reasons why I didn't do a Kraken yesterday was simply because. um the mainstream media seem to be not just in the west but around the world seem to be repeating news stories of you know what had happened uh friday and saturday so it's interesting to see how when they have nothing to go on you know it seems to be bring up trump or try to do something that'll get uh that'll get clicks and views right so i didn't want to put something out there that i wouldn't want to listen to or watch myself so again um tried to let the news rack up and we'll go into the weekend as per usual so let's jump into it so first off ethiopia has declared a ceasefire as rebels retake the tigray capital but tigray rebels now uh are vowing to drive out enemies after capturing uh capturing excuse me uh Mikkel or mikhaila uh, please excuse me if i uh butchered that uh, pr- pronunciation look <clears throat> Until there's going to be some type of stabilization within that region, and I'm not saying particularly in this case, I'm saying in general, any part of the world where there's some form of destabilization and there isn't a governing body of people, doesn't have to be official, as we say, because, you know, we can begin to question what is official in the eyes of, uh, you know, perceptual governing body, but until there's something, some form of structure or apparatus in there that could actually you know, get in there and say, listen, this is, you know, so, this is a certain group's land, this is another group's land, you know, and put put aside all of the major difficulties. I don't see much changing, right? Now, with that being said, I want to make something clear. I'm not pretending to to act like I'm an expert on what's going on within the, in, within the um, Ethiopian uh, Tigray region, if you will. Uh, with that being said, though, it, it seems to come down to the same thing. When I did a little bit of research on this story before recording this, it, it seems to come down to the same concept, right? It, it's just about... Um, different forms of, uh, I guess you could say, hatred, uh, tribalism. That's truly the, the ultimate definition. So, again, unless there's some type of governing body that comes in there with interest to settle and resolve the issues in a peaceful manner, I don't think anything is going to change. And, again, it's unfortunate because the governing bodies that usually step in, in in unfortunate messes like this are ones that don't have the best interests at heart. It's usually because there's some type of natural resource or something that could be gained for profit, right? So, again let's, I, I hate to say, let's see what happens in this case, because to see what happens next is just going to be like watching a chess game, except a, a very violent one, if you want to call it right. Uh, certain rebels will capture another region or a town there will be kidnappings. It, it's, it's very unfortunate. So uh, the next thing is that Lebanon has spiked their fuel prices by more than a third, which is causing the uh, people of Lebanon from, again, allegedly, because we're not there on the ground. So we don't want to say for certain, but again, the people are not happy. And that's pretty common sense. Your politics don't really need to be in one, uh, you know, on one side or another or what have you in order for people to complain about gas prices right in general nobody likes high gas prices everyone needs a car or most people need a car at the very least need some form of transportation of course we all know the hold that the oil industry has on that and for lebanon to be doing this again could there be some type of strategic move at hand some type of over overarching play look it's possible but sometimes certain countries do things whether it's to send a signal to other nations or sometimes honestly it's for their own benefit within their own country although we don't see much of that going on lately It seems to be more external posturing, if you will. I'm not saying that this is the case here in Lebanon, but again, you know, it's important that we look at all of the angles and we consider it, right? The next thing is that the Dutch Prime Minister, Mark Rutte, Rutte, uh, hopefully I didn't butcher his name there, said that Hungary has no place in the EU and the European Union after Hungary passed the anti-LGBTQ laws. Again, okay, here's the thing. This is my problem with this in general. And I, I bring this up, folks, because this is my problem with not the anti-LGBTQ laws. Again, that's up for debate. We just we covered that last week in, in one of uh, the Kraken episodes last week. But the point I'm trying to make here is this, folks. When you have massive world powers coming together in a seemingly organized or, quote-unquote, partnership type of formation, similar to, again, NATO, the European Union, things like that, the United Nations you then have countries having a say and a a, a perspective or an opinion over other countries, and an opinion is fine, but when the opinion does not stop there, this is the problem. Now, again, this could be what some would call more of a nationalistic perspective, and this is where, I'll be honest, my opinion might get in the way here, but look, my opinion right now, folks, and it could always be changed, but right now my opinion is, listen, if that's what the country wants to do, if these are the bills they passed and the majority of the people are okay with it, I don't understand why the Dutch Prime Minister is, you know getting in there, sticking his nose there, saying, you know, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. In my opinion, it doesn't matter if they're part of the European Union. Now, yes, could there be other ties, economics, uh, economically, commercially, financially? Of course there could be. But again... I'm not saying I have the answer, I'm just saying this is one of the problems that I see with the European Union or major conglomerates uh, coming together in that sense. They feel like they have a say over other countries' moves and things like that. So is it really an equal union or partnership? And then you have to question the overall composition of the European Union in and of itself, right? I mean, that's what my train of uh, thought would lead to, right? So again, it's hard to say, but ultimately... I don't if you want my opinion folks, long story short, I don't believe that the Dutch Prime Minister should be should be butting heads and getting involved in what's going on with Hungary, but you know. Um the next thing is that Okio Don, uh hopefully I didn't butcher his name either, uh the former mayor of Busan, South Korea, was just sentenced to three years in prison for sexually abusing city staffers. Again, uh, some people have called this a very strong uh, hashtag me too type of trial in South Korea. For me, it's very simple, folks. If you can prove it and, you know, all the evidence has not been faked or forged, no one's been set up. If you can prove that a, an individual of any kind, whether they're just the, the average everyday person or they're a high level politician, was sexually assaulting or abusing staffers. No, 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 no. That that's not right. It's, this is my perspective. I know a lot of you agree with me. I, I would like to think most of you do. Any type of abuse from any gender going to the opposite gender, whether it's woman to man, man to woman, I don't believe in that whatsoever. Listen, if, if, if it's proven, if there's, you know, more than enough footage to substantiate this, that he's done. You know what I mean? Put him, put him away, let him do his time. Some are saying, actually many are saying he should be doing more time than that, but because, you know, of his connections and his position and things like that, he's only going to get three years. But again, I am not a judge in in South Korea, so I don't want to comment on stuff and pretend like I know things that I don't, right? I mean, one way to look at it, he's going away to jail, I guess, you know, um... I'm not saying he should go away for 60, 70 years, but again, to assault a woman, that's not a a, a light thing either, right? So, um, the next thing is that Biden has ordered more airstrikes on an alleged Iran-backed militia, or multiple Iran-backed militias, excuse me, near the Iraq-Syria border in response to uh, UAV attacks. Okay, so... Here's the thing. This is when it gets controversial. Not Actually, this time around, believe it or not, folks, it's not because of the Syria issue, and there's been a lot of controversy surrounding that about, you know, the debate as to whether or not Assad gassed his own people and things like that. I personally, personally believe he didn't, and that's a very different conversation, but... The reason why I bring this up is because anytime there is some type of airstrike or bombing from usually the United States or the West and its partners, again, Canada, France, you name it, right, the UK, in that area of the Middle East or the Middle East in general, people start asking, okay, is it justified, things like that, right? Now, people are saying, okay, how come the U.S. can order airstrikes on Syria, but, you know, uh, the U.S. cannot be sanctioned for the half a million dead Iraqis or the innocent Iraqis or things like this? Again, it gets really philosophical more than political. We could argue the two are merged, one and the same, um, ostensibly. But the point is this. Uh, first off, if... Okay, let's just say that... We're okay with Biden ordering the airstrikes. How many civilians were murdered there, right? Because we know during the Obama administration, it came out many years later, civilians were categorized as quote-unquote militants, right? So that's number one, okay? Number two, the next thing I would like to ask here is that when we take a look at where the airstrikes are going, what is the overall purpose because is it true that iran is actually backing these militias again i'm not trying to defend iran i just want to ascertain the veracity of this because we've been lied to so much by the intelligence community is this a true story Are we going to find out a year or two years from now that this story was not true and the cia or the pentagon lied to justify the airstrikes right just like the cia put out a fake story last year about russia uh, the russians paying um bounties to to harm u.s troops turned out to be fake so again, this is why I have to question these things. It's not that I want, and I think many, of you, many of you agree with me. It's not that we want to side with the with the opposing, I guess you could say, perspective or anything like that. It's just that we've been lied to so much by our own intelligence agencies. I, I don't know wh- what would you have us do, right? <coughs> The next thing is that Australia seems to really be hunkering down due to the alleged Delta variant. Many in the country are um, going into snap lockdowns. Now, look, the, one of the reasons why I haven't really reported on the Delta variant is because, again, could this be another fear-mongering tactic? Sure. The, here's the thing about this, and I'm, I'm just saying this from a layman's perspective. Um, some people may know more than others, obviously, but if you catch COVID or whatever, whatever it is, you know, I say that carefully because we're on YouTube... What makes you think that ultimately you have caught the Delta variant? How do we know it's the Delta variant, right? This is one of the benefits to the form of militarization or propaganda from an intelligence perspective, because this is now a virus that we cannot see. And these different variants, and I say that with, you know, air quotes, we cannot see them either. So again, could this be a made-up variant? Could there be a slightly stronger version of the initial virus or of different strains that is not that strong, but the the elites of the world and the media are harping on this to use this to their advantage, to say, listen, keep everyone inside we got to close everything off delta variant is here this and that right so again i'm not saying i have the answer i'm just saying that this delta variant narrative seems to be a little bit suspicious and look i think we should have the right to question that if i get shut down by youtube for questioning that my god what what a th- then this is not a democracy i mean in my in my opinion or a republic of any kind um The next thing is that Hong Kong police have arrested former Apple Daily journalist at an airport in Hong Kong. I don't know what the journalist was trying to do, if they were trying to leave the country or what have you. But again, it feels like uh, going back to the whole thing of Australia and the Delta variant, right? If they start shutting down our questioning of the Delta variant, it seems to be very similar to what Hong Kong police are doing here to these journalists. The only difference is that we get shut down digitally. In China, they're doing it physically. Right. You see the the unfortunate similarities. Now, I want to make something clear. I'm not saying that the country of Australia should open up. That's not what I'm calling for, because, again, who the hell am I? I don't have a I'm not I don't even I'm not a citizen of Australia by any means. Right. But the point I'm trying to make here, though, is that, again, if we take a look at the suppression and and the pushing of the narrative of the of this variant it's it, it's scary. It's scary, right? The next thing is that Russia has been testing its S-400 missiles in Crimea amid tensions with the Ukraine. This comes one day after the Ukraine began Black Sea exercises with NATO. Again, tit for tat, flex for flex, front for front, pose for pose, whatever you want to call it. That's all it is. That's all it is. Now, again, when I say that's all it is, that doesn't mean that it's not going to erupt into a larger conflict. It very well could. Rus- Russia, excuse me, is just trying to... Um, I guess you could say stand their ground. Now, again, I'm not saying that's a good thing nor a bad thing. It's not for me to tell you folks that. I don't. I honestly don't have a personal opinion on it either at the moment. But you know, it's. Uh, it's. I mean, I think it would be very difficult to not argue that it's a chess game. Right. It's, it's very clear. Um, the next thing is that Italy, the government of Italy, has called for an African task force to tackle the ISIS threat or the ISIL threat, as they're calling it, uh, because the branches are now going across Europe and things like that. This, this folks, is one of the issues with, you know, people saying globalization, more, not open borders, but more lenient borders. You now have terrorist cells that could infiltrate countries more, and it, look, it is a legitimate concern, and I'll, I'll give you folks a prime example. I, as many of you know by now, I'm a Canadian, I live in Canada, and it's been quite well known amongst the, the locals here in, Can- in Toronto, excuse me, that, uh, believe it or not, and... Uh, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this, I doubt it, that terrorists from many different terrorist groups come to Canada first because it's easier to get into the U.S. and they don't cause any harm or they very rarely do in Canada because, I mean, let's be honest here, there's not much to gain. Like, what are they going to do, bomb the CN Tower? You're. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's true. You're more effective, you know, um, from a perspective of a terrorist, you're more effective at sending a message or creating some type of infrastructural damage or something like this by hitting the US and everyone knows that right just because of the powerhouse that America is. So again, it's 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 quite it's quite well known here that um lately not so much but before the pandemic I will tell you that I personally heard of a lot of people I'm I'm trying to watch my words here but associated with terrorist cells literally coming into Canada to get to the US, right? So the next thing is that a weed legalization bill has stalled in the Mexican Congress, even though a Mexican court has ruled that the government should legalize recreational cannabis. Okay, very simple. The courts have ruled, yeah, why don't you legalize it? And the politicians don't want to. You, you folks want my honest opinion? The cartels are paying them to not pass this bill. That's what they're doing. Because if, if, if cannabis were to be legalized, I mean, the, it, the cartel business, from my understanding, would take quite a hit, right? So... Um, at the same time, though, it would be interesting to see if it were to get legalized, if the cartels could go somewhat legitimate, you know, it'd be hard to say, but they don't want competition. Very simple. Now, if I'm missing context here, please feel free to, to fill me in for those on YouTube or anything like that. But again, this is this is what I personally believe, um, or what I can see happening, but I, my perspective could always change. So uh, the next thing is that Taliban fighters have launched an attack on Ghazni in Afghanistan. Again, I'm not even going to touch this too, for too long because uh, we've spoken about this so many times before. It's the perspective: should should other you know foreign powers get out, or should they stay in uh, the Middle East? And if they get out, this is what's going to happen, right? But the question is: do the people of Af- Afga- Afghanistan, blah, excuse me, want this or not, right? Um, The next thing is that a Brazilian senator filed a complaint over uh, President Bolsonaro uh, regarding irregularities in vaccine purchases. Now, look, folks, I'll be honest with you. Without trying to sound biased or anything like this, uh, President Bolsonaro of Brazil is a controversial figure. I know he's quite a provocateur, if you want to call it that. I don't want to say if he's good or bad because, again, I don't live in Brazil. It's not for me to say. I know some of you are, in fact, Brazilian that live there right now that watch this show. I think you'd have a much better understanding of what the people think of him than I do. But, again, Lula versus Bolsonaro... Bolsonaro favored Trump, uh, it seemed like Bolsonaro liked more of that provocative, you know, I, I don't want to use the word trolling, but more of like that, that type of action, right? Sort of, um, I guess, sick to him type of attitude or mentality. In terms of his politics, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't know his politics extensive enough for me to, to make a, a solidified comment. But anyways, the next thing is that South Africa's ex-president Zuma was just handed a 15-month jail term for not showing up to his corruption inquiry in court. <laughs> the guy got 15 months because he didn't show up to his own corruption trial. It kind of reminds me of Prime Minister Netanyahu when he just walked out of his own corruption trial a couple months back. <laughs> so again, these guys don't care if he wants to do his 15 months. Look, if he's, uh, I'll be honest, if some some of these officials, they're very, regardless of what country, some of them are very hard-headed in the sense of like, listen, I did nothing wrong. If you want to throw me in jail, throw me in. And whether they did something wrong or not they stick to it and look if they want to if they're okay with it that's their life right um The next thing is that Kuwait has arrested a man after a rant about the weather in the country on TikTok went uh, viral. So he basically ranted about the weather in Kuwait and then he got arrested. Yeah, that's kind of, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) That's, you know, take that as you will. The next thing is that all German authorities must leave Facebook by the end of of this year as a data protection compliant operation of a profile or fan page isn't possible according to the German government. I don't know, folks, if this has to do with Germany's probe of looking into Facebook and Apple and this privacy and security uh, concerns from a couple weeks ago. But if it is, man, they move quickly. Um, Or maybe they just wanted to push... For this narrative anyways. This is the problem with the system, right? The system should work perfectly, but the people within that committee or system ultimately are the ones that we have to trust. Now, yes, there are safeguards in place to make sure they don't wander off and just insert their opinion into this report, but it's interesting to see that, you know, they're saying that all officials must be off of it by the end of the year. It, and look, um I don't necessarily blame the government of Germany for once. You know? Not that I ever blame the government of Germany, I mean just governments in general. That's—I'll be honest with you, folks. When when one go- governing body that the masses don't trust has to investigate another, another governing body that the masses don't trust, but truthfully they use, which is Facebook and things and Twitter and things like that. It's scary. That's really scary. Um, in my opinion, at least, uh, the next thing is that uh, Trump has opened a verified account on Rumble. That's pretty cool. And it is uh, the next thing is that it is so hot in the Pacific, Pacific Northwest, excuse me, that roads are buckling and people in Pakistan can't stand it. They're literally running inside, allegedly. So, I don't know if this has to do with the global warming narrative, if this is a bit of a lie, I don't know, maybe some of you who watch or listen to the show uh, currently reside in Pakistan, if you could maybe help clarify this, because again, I don't trust any reporting anymore, folks, I'll be totally straight with all of you, right? So, again, um, that's basically it for today, and uh, yeah, we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.